You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode. Episode 2 of the Warriors Player Review Podcast Series. If you missed my spiel last week, uh, this is just basically 10 to 15 minute podcast rundown each week focusing on one player who was on the Warriors roster this year, all 23 players, including those who who are no longer on the team, just to serve as a reminder of, of what the season was like. Uh, because if you're anything like me, it feels like the last time we saw the Warriors was about five years ago, even though it was just a few months ago. Um, I've already forgotten so much of, of what happened in the season, so I'm trying to go back and and remember, even though it was a forgettable year. Uh, and this is this series is just just serves to break that down a little bit, so we can remember what happened, who was here. Did you know D'Angelo Russell started the year for the Warriors? That was that was this season, not uh, not the 2017 2018 season, which is kind of what it feels like. Um, so you know. Hopefully we'll get a little more in-depth than that, but you get the point. Uh, So we're just going along alphabetically. This episode is Kai Bowman. So Bowman came to the Warriors in a slightly ironic fashion. He was um, mocked by many as a second-round draft pick in, in the 2019 draft, but he apparently had told teams that he did not want to sign a two-way contract, and that is something that a lot of teams use for their second round picks, even if they're not necessarily intending to, it's an option they kind of keep in their back pocket as they watch their roster develop a little bit. Uh, So teams kind of stayed away from him because he wanted a guaranteed deal. Uh, So he didn't get drafted and then no one offered him a guaranteed deal in undrafted free agency. And after all that, he ended up on the Warriors on a two-way contract um, that they signed about around the time of summer league. And, you know, I think the Warriors' goal for him going into the year was to have him spend most of the year in Santa Cruz. The Warriors had every intention of contending. They didn't really, in theory, need him on their roster at all. And instead, what happened was very a very similar situation to what happened with Quinn Cook a few years ago. You might remember that Quinn Cook was also signed to a two-way contract. He was kind of seen as a break glass in case of emergency situation. And then Steph Curry got injured and Quinn Cook was very quickly forced into a, an everyday role with the team, which we should note he he played very well. And that's what happened with Bowman. Bowman um, Curry, of course, broke his hand in just the fourth game of the season. And just like that, Bowman was an everyday player who the Warriors were relying on heavily, especially because they didn't really go into the year with a backup point guard. Uh, They were starting the year with two point guards, with Curry and D'Angelo Russell. Um, And then when Curry got injured, Russell just kind of became the de facto point guard. And and really the only other player they had planned for at that position was Jacob Evans III, who not only had a disappointing year, but was also injured by that point. So they really had D'Angelo Russell and nobody else at the point guard position once Curry went down. 
and that made Kai Bowman very important. Uh, so he ended up playing 45 games. He made 12 starts and played 22.6 minutes a night, averaged 7.4 points, 2.7 rebounds, 2.9 assists, and one steal per game. Also 1.6 turnovers and 2.3 fouls. He shot 41.7% from the field, 30.8% on threes, and 80, 82.9% on free throws, and really just played a much larger role than than was expected of him. He only played 12 games in Santa Cruz after all of that. And most of those, not most of them, but a, a chunk of them were after he had run out of service time at the NBA level. And the Warriors just needed to stash him in Santa Cruz until they figured out the contract situation. Uh, but they did figure out the contract situation. They signed him to a multi-year deal, a three-year, $3.6 million deal um, to finish out the year plus the next upcoming two seasons, um, but only 350000 of that is guaranteed. So he's not really locked into the Warriors unless the Warriors want him to be. Um, so they have that option with him. In all, I feel like his season got overhyped a little bit. I kind of hate to say that, but I think he was better than a lot of people were expecting. And because of the situation, he was just forced into a larger role than people had anticipated. And he's very likable and you put all that together. And I think he became a, a player that maybe the fan base regarded as being a very, very good rookie who was proving himself as a, as a fundamental piece for, for the long haul. And I don't think that is really the case. Um, despite having some nice numbers and despite having some nice highlights, I think he did struggle quite a bit, um, offensively. He, he's not a very natural playmaker, uh, despite playing at the point guard position, averages 4.6 assists per 36 minutes. It's not a lot. Um, and he, he wasn't a very good scorer, uh, his shooting percentage was 49.4%, which is well, well below league average um, and just not where it needs to be in order to be a functioning quality NBA player. Um, part of that is because of his three-pointer, which again was 30.8%. That's not going to cut it. Uh, if he can improve that efficiency, even get it up to like a 36 percent or anything like that then suddenly maybe he could he could be a serviceable offensive player um but in the modern era of the nba if you are a point guard who can't shoot threes you better be doing a hell of a lot in pretty much every other area of the game if you want to be anything other than a net negative um you know i think we see that with with ricky rubio Right, who is now with the Suns? That you look at just how good of a defensive player Rubio is, and he's one of the best passers in the league. Just a magician passing the ball. Um, and even so, he's you know a good point guard, but far from a great point guard because he's not a shooter. Uh, he's just not a threat, and teams can lag off of him. Um, and it it just makes it hard to be to be a quality player. Now, I don't think that Bowman has those tools that Ricky Rubio has. So he 
it is imperative that he gets a three-point shot. Otherwise, I just don't think he's going to be a passable NBA player. Um, he was an okay defender, though. I think that's worth noting. He's he's a little undersized, but he held his own. He did pretty decently. And if you look at the advanced metrics like player impact plus minus or real plus minus, they all painted him as a, as a decent defender, um, but a really bad offensive player. So that's where he is going to need to work on his game. And, and I think, you know, the worrying thing for the Warriors likely is that, that that was his age 22 season. So I hate to use the word old with a 22 year old, but um, as far as NBA rookies go, he was definitely on the older side. He'll be entering his age 23 season for this upcoming year. He just turned 23 a few weeks ago. So, you know, there are concerns as to how how much untapped potential he has, how much more they can develop him, how much better he can be, especially with regards to that jump shot. So while he provided a lot for the Warriors that fans weren't expecting when the season began, uh, I think we need to pump the brakes a tiny bit on maybe how good he was and how good he might be going forward. Um, with that said... I would expect him to be on next year's roster because, again, the Warriors don't have point guard options behind Curry. Now they've traded D'Angelo Russell, traded Jacob Evans the third, and uh, literally just don't have another point guard on the roster other than Steph Curry. Unless Sean Livingston wants to come out of retirement. Just saying. So... Obviously, that's something that you expect Bob Myers to address during the offseason, but if you want to go into the season with a few point guard options, especially with Curry coming off of an injury, uh, Bowman is you know, a passable option and an affordable option. Um, and the Warriors do have some flexibility with him. I believe that this upcoming season, um, there are no guarantee dates in his contract, so they can essentially just play him you know i think i think that 350,000 guaranteed might be for if he makes the roster um but then after that it's just kind of prorated they can cut him at any time not owe him any more money versus 2021-22 if they keep him on the on the roster i believe the contract gets guaranteed um in July prior in July of 2021 for that third and final year of his contract so they would need to if he's still on the roster, then they would need to make a decision by that point as to whether or not to pay him his full contract for that year. So this year, you know, they can start with him and just kind of get rid of him if if they find out they have better options, if he's disappointing, and obviously keep him if he's not. So just with the complete and utter lack of point guard depth on the team right now, I would assume that he will open up next year as... Steph Curry's backup, uh, but obviously what the Warriors do with free agency, what they do with trades, what they do with the draft, all is going to impact that. Um, I think a lot of people see him as a guaranteed player going forward. I don't think that is necessarily true, but it does seem like the organization is maybe a little bit higher on him than I am. Uh, so that's obviously good for him. Uh, but all things considered, I think you have to call the season a, a win for him. Um, he got more exposure than he was expecting. He made a bigger mark than he was expecting. He made more money than he was expecting. 
and those are all good things. And he certainly solidified the fact that he will be on an NBA roster next year, likely the Warriors, but even if not the Warriors, he'll be on somebody's roster. So it'll be fun to see him potentially grow. Uh, 